This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 326 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Yo, yo. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. I just actually, this is, I know it's a, this is a, a, a visual medium podcasting is, <laughs> but I just need to show you something really quick. So I went to my chiropractor. I'm going to a chiropractor and they did a foot scan thing. So okay. this is what your foot's supposed to look like. See how the red on the top and the bottom? Yeah, that's yep. where you're on the balls of your feet and your heel. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, and then the middle is the arch part. Would yep. you like to see mine? I would. I would. It's just solid red. Like <laughs> just solid like red. It, it it looks like a uh, horror movie like a bloody footprint. Like there's yeah, no other color. That's just red. <laughs> it's just solid red. See what so, this so is, is what, this the is this, this is the what whole, your foot's um, supposed to look like, red on top and bottom? And then this is this is Dad's foot. It's all red. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm is this so the whole flat foot thing? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm so flat-footed that it's just all red. That's uh, disturbing. What are they I've always do about been that? that way, though. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, okay. I've always been that way. Like when I did try arch support stuff in the past, it actually hurt my feet more than anything. And I was like, you know what? It's been too long. I don't need to force arches. Just go okay. with what I got. All right. Nothing. Okay. So. So did you watch some stuff this week? I did. I watched a few shows. I watched a, a new show or two. And yeah, it was a good week. Did you watch any movies? I watched a couple movies. Yeah, I feel I know I watched two for sure, but I honestly feel like I watched another one and I just can't. Obviously, it wasn't that memorable because I can't remember what it was or what it could be. Hmm. I was having that problem and then I remembered what it was and wrote it. Down. Ah, yeah, that's the thing is I wrote I down have... the others. But I can't I just can't remember. Anyhow, but maybe it'll uh, come to you as we're talking. Maybe it will. So I have not watched any Lord of the Rings. I've just decided I'm not going to. I have not watched any Cobra Kai yet. I just didn't. Um, so here's here's the thing. I have not watched any more Lord of the Rings either. Um, but it's not because I'm not going to. I just timing. Um, Cobra yeah. Kai. I will tell you this right now. I've still only watched two episodes, but the second episode I forgot to mention this last time was made so much more enjoyable. By going into Netflix and doing that little thing that they have that everyone was like, where you can crank it up to 1.5 speed. Yeah. In all honesty, watch an episode at 1.5 speed and tell me it's not more enjoyable. Tell me you don't watch it and go, oh, my God, I can actually tolerate this. Like the pacing is actually better. 
It, it doesn't turn them into chipmunk voices. It's only one and a half can, speed. Can you do it on like your TV? Or can uh, you only I'm, do it on. Ooh, I don't know. I, I want to say yes, but okay. I think the only times that I've watched it was either on my computer or on my iPad. So that's a good question. Um, I okay. think it'll depend on the app that you have on your TV. But if you can try it, it makes it so much better. Okay, I can try that. <sighs> Game of Thrones. There's another show that I almost want to give up on. <sighs> okay, I was wondering if I was in the minority there. Like, the, again, but I'm going to double down on what I said last week. This is a guy who said, I'm going to create a whole fantasy world. And they were like, yeah, what's the premise? Um, women are only there to have babies. And yeah. we're, we're just going to talk about their babies constantly. And um, everyone's going to be a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm like, so, it's the most popular show in the entire world right now. So I enjoyed. There's no likable characters on this show. No, not at all. Because and the reason why is because there's too much political. There's, it's it's there's too much politics. It's all political playing and backstabbing and what are doing this and doing that and gossip and rumor and innuendo and just people just being just pieces of shit and bullies and just. But it's got dragons and I just now they've introduced like a dozen new characters with the captain of the night's guard uh, the city watch oh wait never mind yeah. he's dead um yeah and the king the hand of the kids yeah I, I just but it's not there's there's no like in the original game of thrones series you had a yes you had a lot of characters but you had the overarching story of the stark family them being divided trying to get back to each other the atrocities they all faced they were victims but they were likable like you didn't dislike it any of the Starks except Sansa once in a while. But otherwise <laughs> you liked all the Starks. People loved yeah. Jon Snow. He was such yeah. a likable character. Yeah. People loved Daenerys. Yes. Yes. And then when she went crazy at the end, they were just like, Oh my God. And then, yeah. you know, Jon Snow killed her and it's like, Oh my God. But like there was, there was, there was good storytelling, you mm -hmm. know, good storytelling in it. However, there's, there's there's just too much politics in this House of Dragons. There's no likable characters. Everyone hates everyone or backstabs everyone. You know, Damon's character, he, he everyone around him dies like and he doesn't seem to care. It's just and when they you know introduce I just realized that this is basically if you took Game of Thrones and said I only want to see the parts with Cersei and Joffrey <laughs> because right. honestly, like, like all you're saying with the Starks, with Daenerys, we saw across the sea, we saw the north, yes. we saw the wall, we saw the the uh, city by the sea, we saw like there were so many different things going on yeah. across the world. So if you were having a shitty episode, you'd be like, well, maybe we'll switch over to a different character. This is all in the same goddamned area. Even when we King's switch over Landing. to Damon, they're yeah. talking about King's Landing. Right, right. Like, That's nobody fucking cares. There's like, there, like even Reneas, who's supposed to be, you know, the rightful heir to the throne and this and that, even she's a shitty character because... Yeah. Like she's a bad friend to her friend who's now the queen. Uh, she's a bad partner to her husband. She was forced to marry. 
mm-hmm. she is kind of a mockery of the kingdom because clearly every child she has is not with her husband, even though he's not attracted to women. Who cares? Like, it's just it's it's yeah. nonstop. <clears throat> the king is blind to everything and lets everyone play play, play him like a puppet, and then like, it's just. Yeah, it's just and again, too much politics like it's we watch it and it's almost like it's just not I don't I don't hate watch it like we watched manifest (laughs) because I have hope that it's going to get better at some point. It just hasn't yet because apparently I know what Game of Thrones was Mm. and there's so much about that show I enjoyed more. I enjoyed it more than I hated it. And this one, there's. I enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. And with this, with this house of dragons, like I, I don't enjoy it more than I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. I read something today that said that, uh, this show was supposed to just take place upon the death of the King. Like it was supposed to be the death of the King and then the civil war and everything from that. But they decided that there wasn't enough, um, explanation, you know, enough of the backstory, so that's why they started it this much earlier. I feel like there's what eight episodes in the season. We're on. I know, episode we just six watched episode now. six. So I feel like episode eight is going to be the death of the king, and next season that they've already promised us that will be the big civil war, and we'll have Damon versus Rhaenerys versus I can't remember her name. Alice face. Allison. She's really, really grating on my nerves. There's ten episodes. Mm. We have ah. Driftmark, the Lord of the Tides, the Green Council, and the Black Queen. So, so are they going to do another time jump? I mean, they keep jumping more and more time. Uh, are they going to do like a fifteen-year time jump? Are uh, they going to get next like, week's? You know, in in, in the uh, next week on House of Dragon part, um, yep. it's clearly not that much further in the future. Okay. Like there has either there was no jump or it wasn't wasn't noticeable. Not like pretty last week's episode of this week's. Yeah, pretty soon I'm expecting that we're gonna get like um Angelica Houston will be the queen and Judy uh, Dench will be Renera and Well, like last week's episode to this week's episode was ten years. Yeah. Ten years. And That's we got a long back. time. Yeah. And again, if you're trying to tell backstory, you could do it through narration. Yeah, could have we didn't summed all of this up through narration. Yeah, we could have gotten like a 20 minute clip scene, like animated, and yeah. they could have told us who was who, what they did, all the yeah. high points. Like this whole episode was too much people like sitting there eating and drinking. And, you know, while that scene in the courtyard with the boys sparring was okay i i kind of got where they were going with it and sir Kristen turns out to be a cunt as well um well yeah it's been 10 years he loves the princess and can't have her and so so he has firmly allied himself with the queen and and hates the princess allegedly so that scene of the boys being trained and inspiring with each other Mm -hmm. that scene told us so much about each of those characters we yes. didn't need like that was a great scene, mm-hmm. but then all the other scenes where we they just basically drive home that Aegon's a piece of shit. Uh-huh. We didn't need, you no. know, like did we really need the scene of him masturbating in his window, like overlooking no. the, the city? Oh, we like what really did that did accomplish? Not. That right. did nothing except right. for show us that the guy that wrote this is a weird fucking. Right. 
I, I don't know. It, like, again, he created this world. This is not based on real events. This is not based on history. He created this world in his mind. When he put pen to paper, he said, oh, yeah. here's a scene for you. This kid, this teenage boy. Actually, no, because he was a baby before we did the time jump. So yeah, he's, he's like 12. Like, he's like 12, probably. So this 12-year-old boy is standing there, buck naked, jerking himself out a window. Mm-hmm. This is great. And he's like typing away like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And people are eating it up. That's what gets me. It's the most popular show in the world right now. Everybody loves it. It's, yeah. I, I don't know what is wrong with people in general. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I don't, you know, it opens with Renee's or whatever. Yeah, Renee's there. Yeah. Giving birth to her third child. Yep. And the queen demanding to see the child immediately. So we get this five minute scene of her composing herself, getting herself in, delivering the afterbirth, cutting the umbilical cord, walking to the queen. So the queen can look at the baby's hair and be like, yeah, yeah, as I thought, you know, and then it literally says to Renera's husband, "Uh, keep trying. Eventually you'll get one that looks like you. Right. And then we get 25, 30 minutes of rumoring of, of them delving into rumor and innuendo of. Oh, is the princess sleeping with other people or her children, someone else's children until finally at the end, she's like, I give up. Let's go to the dragon's land and dragon we'll live there. Yeah, we'll go live there. Oh, OK. You know, the place that Damon ruled over until he decided to be a nomad for some reason. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. And that's his story. He's now with uh, the his niece. Right. No, I mean, his he was his child. Uh, and she's an adult and they've had multiple children together. And then she decides to tell her dragon to burn her up because, you know, that they can't get the baby out. The baby won't be yeah. delivered. So they can either cut her open and maybe save the baby and she'll die or the baby might. die. basically what we saw in episode one, you know, yeah. except Damon doesn't get to make the decision because she gets up and walks off and then demands her dragon killer. She said she wanted she wanted a dragon rider's. Death. Yep, death. Yeah. And eventually the dragon does breathe the fire. Um but I, I, I just, think her I think her daughter with the uh, egg that won't hatch, she'll now yeah. command that dragon because oh, probably. you know that yeah. was foreshadowed. There, there's nothing yeah. subtle in this show. Everything is beaten no. over your head. Yeah. I just yeah, I don't know. Like there's I said, no I, nuance, there's no subtlety, there it's just but they drag everything out. It would be one thing yeah. if they were just like hitting you over the head with a hammer, but they've got to hit you 13, 14, 15 times with the same hammer. Yeah. And it's, it's just tiring, honestly. But we're still watching it. Yeah, yeah I'll keep watching it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just definitely don't like it as much as the other, and there's only four episodes no. left, and we watch it together, so that's what we'll do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did watch another new show. We watched Reboot, watched the first episode. I watched three new shows, and Reboot was one of them. I watched all three of the episodes that dropped. What did you think? Um, well, I guess um, there was too much swearing, unnecessarily. I know this is going to sound weird, but like <laughs> it just it didn't fit with the show. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you see it on Game of Thrones or some other stuff, whatever. It's like, oh, okay. Or Sam L. Jackson's on the screen. You're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, it was okay. I didn't blow me away. 
Um, Paul Reiser's character annoys the hell out of me, and it's like, oh, oh I don't yeah. want to deal with this horseshit story of father and daughter and fighting and manipulating and undermining. I just that's not funny to me. That's annoying. I don't want to watch shit that annoys me. <laughs> Did it get any better? <laughs> I was gonna say you would have hated the third episode. Because yeah. basically he was sitting in the writing room. She brought in some writers that she had originally hired for this. And yeah. it was a melting pot of, you know, a, a Middle Eastern person and a black woman and a queer guy. And yeah. uh, and he was just Paul Reiser was absolutely oblivious, being a real, you know, dick. Uh, cracking inappropriate jokes, making inappropriate comments. So then he decided to bring in three of his old writers who were old oh, Jewish people. Oh, and, geez, you know, so then we got everything that you were just talking about. We got if it. You're trying magnified. to sell me on not watching it. You're oh, doing a phenomenal job. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, um, it, it was so awkward and so uncomfortable. There were some parts of it that I liked. I thought some yeah. of the jokes were very clever. I actually wrote down the one like, uh, in the beginning when he's sitting there talking to Eliza Coop and he says something about Yale and she's like, Oh my God, you have such a large penis. Why do you always have to bring up Yale? Like, yes, that I thought was that was funny. Brilliant. Yep, it was so I good. That was funny. But a lot of it is very sophomoric. It's juvenile. They're trying to elevate it. They're trying to, cause the whole premise is that this was a stupid 80s sitcom. You know, one yeah. of those typical, like, you know, oh boy, we're yeah. a dysfunctional family and stupid step jokes. Step by step or something like that, yeah. Step right up. Um, so the the premise here is that they, the daughter wants to do a more gritty version that would be more modern. And it twists it up because, you know, her dad abandoned her family for another family. So that's the whole premise behind this, which when you say there's too much swearing, that's exactly it. You know, they're trying to prove that this is not a 80s sitcom, that it is a more right. modern show, but it's more awkward than anything. Like yeah. some jokes really hit. Some of the jokes really get nailed. And then some of them, like the whole, there's this whole thing with Johnny Knoxville's character and um, Carrie Silver, who plays the mom of the kid, you know, who's like 25 now, but she's still comes to set every day and makes him lunch and, you know, wipes his face off and stuff like that. They start having an affair and then it becomes this whole awkward thing. You know, he's like, you better treat my mom right. and You got to be my new dad. And mom and who have the affair? Johnny Knoxville. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Okay, I, th I thought they were all Game of Thrones, and the mom and the kid were having an affair. No, 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 no. No, Game of Thrones is the only show in the world where incest is not only acceptable, but it's encouraged. It's the, be it's the best. Yeah, I mean, just to go back for a second, remember, Rhaenyra's was like, "Hey, how about if my son marries your daughter?" You know, that they, 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 yeah. They, there'd be there's still blood there because you know my uncle, dad they're, they're uncle and niece yeah yeah oh niece uh, and nie, uh, aunt and aunt and nephew aunt and nephew something like that yeah 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 so yeah uh reboot eh, i might and the king was like the that's a brilliant idea oh yeah he loved it um Reboot, I might put on the background, but eh, yeah, it, it's I, I get some of the jokes really hit and some of them. We're just long. Yeah. Uh, Kate and I, I decided I wanted to check out uh, The Patient. Oh, how is it? 
well, so the first, like, the episodes are only, like, 25 minutes long. 22. Oh, that's good. 25 minutes. You guys can't see this, but Mike just, like, Kate said something, and Mike clicked his mute button and then just started, like, waving his arms and going, it was, like, very animated, something right out of The Muppet Show. Excellent, yes. <laughs> um, so it's the episodes are short, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Like that's... 22 to 25 minutes or something like that. Okay, I was worried about it. I think that's why we haven't started it yet, because I was like, oh, I don't know if I could commit to another long show. Yeah, no, that was the thing. Like, when I decided I was going to put the first episode on, I, I put it on, and I'm like, oh, it's only 22 minutes. So we w- end up watching the first five that they had on there. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Each each episode ends on a cliffhanger, and it's like, well, we got to watch the next one. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we, we enjoyed it thoroughly. That's a good selling the, point. The, the sixth episode comes out tomorrow. And there's Julia only this ten- she really wanted to watch it. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. But again, I thought it was like an hour long each. So, yeah, no, they're if you look at uh, Wikipedia, it says 21 to 31 minutes. So mm-hmm. um, nice. But it's honestly with only 10 episodes, it is a show you could sit and binge probably. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think we could do yeah. that. But yeah, so we I enjoyed it so far. I would give it a hard sell. Cool. Yeah, I, I would uh, give it a hard sell. I have to tell you, I wrote down a line because we watched another ex- episode of that, How to Build a Sex Room. And yeah. it's fun to watch, not so much for like the, ooh, I've got some ideas now, or ooh, I want to. It's more fun to watch these characters and either love them or hate them. Um, but the most recent one that she does, she's just, she's very feisty and energetic, but she's a little br- old British woman. And um, so this most recent one that she had to do was these two women who are living the van life, which I think that that is absolutely preposterous. You know, I know that there's a whole group of people who are, you know, Oh, we're digital nomads. We're living the van life. We just live out of our van and blah, blah, stop it. Just stop it right now. We, we all stopped doing that years ago and built houses. I don't know. I live still in a see house. It. I still see it predominantly a lot on like YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. People living in a house, like living mm-hmm. in a Kate and I were just talking the other day. We saw well, we both saw the same one, this family with eight, eight, eight member family. They have six kids living in a double decker bus and how they have it all laid out for everyone's sleeping quarters. Why? Why? We have sold, houses. No, they sold their house to living in a double decker bus. So that way they can like just, be on the road and go see everything. And I'm sure as a teenager, they're going to love, you know, when they have six teenagers, they're going to love sleeping on bunks and a bus. Right. Yeah. Um, so, well, so anyway, this was how to build a sex room and yeah. these two women live in a van. How, how are you going to build a sex room in a van? We haven't seen how they're going to do it yet, but yeah, no, the reason really that can't. It, the reason that I wrote it down was because they always do those things like, you know, the, the confessional or whatever, where she sits in her chair and she's like, Oh, this is going to be a real challenge for me. And so she's sitting there at one point, she goes, so I've apparently got to turn this van into a shagging wagon. And then she looks at the camera and she goes, who the fuck wrote this shit? And she like waves at herself and she goes, this is elegance. Okay. That is bullshit. That was like, yes, own it. So uh, it's still, it's a fun show. You know, each episode is yeah. like 35, 40 minutes. Uh, and it's more about the characters 
And, you know, looking at some of them and going, oh, you're basically trying to save your marriage. Or yeah. these people genuinely want to just explore their kinkiest side. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. What else do you got? Uh, Resident Alien was pretty solid. It was, although I was very sad to see um, Terry O'Quinn go. Yeah, that was kind of interesting um, how that happened or came about. I I, hate it. I need to write a book or something about all the overused tropes that I hate. And what, like, uh, new dad comes along, dad dies, now I gotta take care of your son. Yeah, I've been looking for my son for yeah. my entire life, since since he was a baby. He's now 30. So, like, 30 years I've been looking for my son. I finally find him, and two seconds later I'm shot dead. Yep. You know, it's right up there with the whole, oh, mysterious pregnancy and we don't know who the father is. Or, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to write a book, and then I'll write a sequel book that's all the tropes I hate in video games. You could probably definitely successfully write that second one. Yeah, yeah. I think you got um, that one now, Pat. So this was another question that I had with Resident Alien. Like the last time that we saw the alien baby, yeah, wasn't he bigger? I, I thought so, but I guess not. I know I when he was so. disguised as a human kid, he looked like the, the two kids kid. there. They're like ten or eleven. Yes, yeah. But now he's like the size of your palm. Like yeah, and his real and his true alien. Because that's the you know, like if you think about it. When um, Alan Tudor, Carrie, when he's in his alien, when he's in his alien form, he looks completely different than when he's in his human form of the people that can see his alien form. Yeah, he's like 10 feet tall in his alien form. Right, exactly. So I think it's the same thing for like the baby in his true alien form. You know, he's his normal size. But like when he's masking as a human, you see him kind of as an alien with human proportions. Mm. Um, so, but in this episode, we got, like you said, um, Harry and Peter, they go to where General McAllister is in Wyoming in the secret base. Uh, Harry pretends to be captured so Peter can get them in the base so he can get information about his son. Um, while there, Harry, of course, escapes, finds his son, his kid, Mm -hmm. and just figures out or that he's in love with his alien baby son, which is cool, especially when the kid calls him daddy. Daddy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, he gets to, he finishes all of Goliath's message to him, but mm-hmm. we don't get to see what that is. Nope. Um, you know, uh, Peter, you know, Terry Quinn finds his son who's been captured at that facility this whole time. And literally, as soon as they reunite, one of the, the gray aliens that is disguised as a human, like, is going to kill the son. And, you know, Peter gets in his way and takes the bullet first kid and dies and tells Harry, like, you need to take care of my son. So Harry and the two boys, they escape and they flee. So. Oh, and the yeah. deputy is kind of on to the fact that. The alien tracker's left. He didn't say goodbye, but he's not been posting any updates. So mm-hmm. she's trying to investigate where the alien tracker could be. Darcy is um, hanging out at Asta's, Asta's. house. Yeah. And Asta's like, Dad, I don't want her here anymore. She's just freeloading, and she's basically talking about herself. 
She's yeah. like, you know, oh, she needs to grow up and she needs to get out in the world. And he's like, you're absolutely right. I'm kicking you out. So now they've both yeah. been kicked out and they're both going to um, go live together yep. in a cabin and, you know, be best friends. And that, I mean, that was happening throughout the entire episode, but yep. it, it was, I just summed it up. That's all you need to know is that they've been kicked out and they're going to go live together because they'll be happy. Uh, and next week's episode, or this week's episode, is the final episode. Of this season. Of this season, yep. Maybe we'll finally get to see what the message from Goliath was, I'm hoping. Well, I hope so. Um, yeah, th- we're still having the whole thing about the um, the the uh, the ladies got the temporary restraining order against the uh, resort, and the mayor is having his uh, his issues with sleepwalking and falling asleep and not sleeping well, and he crashes his car and thinks nobody likes him, and then the whole town shows up at the hospital to check on him because they all like him. They yeah. really like him. Yeah. I kept waiting for, like, the way that he was having issues with sleep and stuff like that, I kept waiting for them to say that he was Peter's son. Like I did, too. That's what I thought initially as well. Yeah. So that wasn't the case. Which I'm kind of glad. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a little too, like, um, jumping the shark there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did start The Connors again. That show's back. I watched the first episode of the season. I just enjoy the show overall. I'm shocked. It's, you know, they're in their fifth season now of this revival, if you will. Okay. Because I wouldn't call this a reboot. I would call this a revival or a continuation. Yeah. Yeah. I still think it's solid. Okay. I'm glad. We watched uh, one episode of Doctor Who, which was The Power of Three. Oh, good episode. Yep. Uh, The next one is The Angels Take Manhattan. You know, speaking of Doctor Who, that the final episode there of of Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor is supposed to be uh, in October. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 90 minutes. um, Yeah. Little going away. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. I, I'm for it. I'm gearing up. I already told Julia that uh, the next one, Angels Take Manhattan, I have a lot of issues with this episode. Uh, yes, understandably so. Yeah. But it's also a big episode, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty you, significant one. You were saying She-Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> you She-Hulk. You have thoughts on this one. Okay, so I sent you... I hate the bride so much. I hope she dies a miserable, horrible death. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Jen goes to a wedding. She Another shows trope that I hate. Which I loved how she turned to the camera and said, oh, what? A wedding episode in the middle of the season? Yes. Very inconvenient because that's how weddings are in real life. <laughs> yeah. Love so that. She, she heads off to the wedding. She's got this sweet dress to wear as She-Hulk. And uh, she can't even breathe the, believe the bride invited her anyways. And her friend's like, well, just say no. You, don't, you can't say no and say yes to be a bridesmaid. She's like, yeah, you can. It's really yeah, easy. You just say no. They were friends from years ago. They haven't kept in touch. Yeah. So the bride, A, doesn't want her to be She-Hulk because that's going to steal her thunder. Mm-hmm. Wants her to be just Jen. Yep. I thought it was funny because she went back to Jen and then said, I guess it's just Jen this episode. They did the opening credits, just Jen. That was great. Uh, yeah, uh, and then Titania shows up, 
And Jen's like, you're obviously here to get back at me. And she's like, no, don't be so self-centered. So, of course, they're trying to make Jen feel like shit. And then when Jen's been drinking, that's when Titania strikes. And, yeah, she's like, yeah, of course I'm here for this. <laughs> so she becomes She-Hulk. Well, she's I, I like I like the fact that, you know, while she was drunk, she yeah. was trying to and she forgot how. And then Titania's like, I don't want to fight you as Jen. That's no fun. Yeah. I want to fight you as She-Hulk. This is pathetic. So she becomes She-Hulk. It's a very one-sided fight as Jen gets the best of Titania. Uh, she slips and falls and knocks out a tooth. Everyone laughs and makes fun of her, so she like steals the cake and runs away. Uh, the bride shows up. Um, um, you know, I'm not. You know, the, the bride shows up, and uh, Jen's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Blah blah blah. She's like, "She hulks at my wedding." Like she completely <laughs> flips it because she's drunk, she's a narcissistic effing loser, and I hate her. And, like, and she's absolutely smashed out of her head. Like she's got the yeah. one eye, like half lit in. She's like, oh, yeah. "She hulks on my wedding." Yeah. And uh the B story, which I thought was good, was Mister Immortal. Way better. Yeah. The B story was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, you have Mister Immortal. Uh, he is, uh, so, so book and Ramos are, are working on his divorce case. Uh, he just fakes his own death to get out of a marriage when they're uh-huh. kind of confronting him at the law office and ridiculing him or trying to figure out whatever it is. And they're kind of, sh- you know, shitting on him, if you will. He just jumps out the window, falls yeah. on a car and just walks away. Cause you know, that's the easiest way to, to convince yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Book does herself well, or yeah, with the, yeah, and uh, gets everyone to make like a deal. Because at first she's like, "We're just gonna take this stock and this and split it equally eight ways." Uh, no, I was married to him eighteen years. She was married to him for two years. Yeah, well, I had a kid with him. Yeah, well, I want this, I want that. So she basically gets everyone what they want. I think my favorite is the fifteen seconds of solid eye contact and a heartfelt <laughs> apology. And I say, like, "Can we do anything about the fifteen seconds?" She's yeah, twenty seconds of solid eye contact, like. <laughs> Um, but that was really the best. That was that was hilarious. Yep. It was a tremendous B story. I enjoyed the hell out of it, quite frankly. Absolutely. And her assistant's yeah. really coming into her own, as is yes. the other lawyer there. Like we're really getting to know her better. And yeah. As I'm not saying her name because it, I'm blanking on it, but yeah. Um. Wrong yeah. It, it's uh. It, it was much more enjoyable than the wedding. But then again, weddings are not enjoyable. She kind of nodded to that right in the beginning. She was like, weddings suck. Sorry, Ramos is her assistant and best friend. Mm. Book is the other lawyer there. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I, I have not been disappointed by any episodes. Yes, I said I hated the bride, but I still wasn't disappointed by the episode. It right. was still funny. It continued the story. It was it was decent. You know, we're seeing we got to see a lab at the end where they're making these um, industrial needles or whatever it is, because clearly they're trying. Someone is still trying to get Shielk's blood. So here's my thought. And I'm I'm going to be disappointed. I know I am. But I want it to be Ross. I want it to be General Ross, Thunderbolt Ross. And I want this to be the way that we're going to introduce the Red Hulk. Because Bruce is off planet. Um, You know, Thunderbolt has hated him forever. We we haven't seen much of him in the movies. 
but he still does exist. I want him to be leading this team because he's looking to get his hands on a sample of this so that he can find a way. This is air quotes, find a way to defeat the Hulk once and for all. And he's going to end up turning himself into the red Hulk. We've already got a, a uh, Thunderbolts movie coming, you know, with all the anti-heroes. Yeah. Maybe Ross is going to be in it. Yeah, but I think I'm going to be disappointed. I think that it's going to be some, you know, loser backwoods, like kind of like Mr. Immortal. Like Mr. Immortal's cool, but he was he's like, what, a D-list villain? Yeah. Um. So I, I worry that we're just going to get like a created specifically for She-Hulk villain type of thing. I guess we'll find out in the next few episodes. Yeah, we've got like, what, the, what episode was that like? Episode five? That was six. We got three more. Okay. Yeah, we got three more. Okay. Well. Uh, so, let's see here. We got Andor to talk about. Yep. And Kate got, and I watched the first episode of Quantum Leap. I will say that we also finished season one of Euphoria. I thought there were ten episodes. There were eight. Like, we're watching the eighth episode, and I'm like, doesn't this feel like a finale? And she's like, yeah, it definitely feels like a finale. I'm like, we've still got two episodes to go. And then, like, we kept going, this really feels like a finale. This has finale energy. And then it was, like, season two. I'm like, aha, okay. <laughs> there were. I've got to look it up, because there were two specials, which were technically, like, nine and ten, but they were specials that aired between uh, okay. season one and season two. So i got to find those somehow. Because HBO Max seems to only have the season one episodes and the season two episodes. Um, okay. But it's still it, – it's dark. It's disturbing. Uh, it's very nice to watch it with someone else. I really enjoy the characters. Uh, some of them have really good arcs where, like, they started off one way, and by the end you were either rooting for them or against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of them were just pieces of shit through the whole thing. Um so, yeah, I, I like when you can do that, when a character grows one way or the other. You know, they're the hero in the beginning and then they're the villain at the end. Or they start off as a villain and then by the end you're like, wow, I like this character. That's all. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of good about Euphoria. Yeah. But I just don't I don't think I'm going to delve into it right now. I don't think you'd like it much. Um, yeah. you may, but it's a lot of teenage stuff and they, uh, they do a lot of drinking and drugs yeah. and sex. Yeah. And I know that none of those are your thing. So, well, the last one, I, I, I meant it's teenagers. I, I meant it. Oh, true, 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 yeah. true, true. Yeah. Not, not underage juveniles. Uh, I did watch, uh, so the other day was the, um, 25th anniversary of the debut of Firefly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that post on uh, yeah. Instagram from Nathan Fillion, Jewel State. Yeah, so that night to celebrate, I watched the greatest episode of Firefly that there is. And I'll Out of gas? Out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't yeah. even blink. Didn't even hesitate. Yeah. Like, out of gas. Out of gas. Greatest episode ever. Yep. Yep. It is. It's the best episode <laughs> of, of the 13. And the, you know, I just, yep. it's just a phenomenal episode. So much good about it. <laughs> it was absolutely good choice. I'm glad you didn't say like the pilot, you know, depending uh, on which version of the pilot you're going to do, the one that first aired on Fox or the actual first episode of the season. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Um, so I think Quantum we Leap. just have Quantum Leap and Andor. What did you think of Quantum Leap? Uh, short answer, loved it. Yep, that's my short answer as well. Kate yep. enjoyed it as well. I, I was like, hey, let's watch this together. Maybe you'll like it. And she's like, I don't know, sounds sci-fi. I'm like, yeah, it is, but it's with a, a kind of a twist. So I had to kind of – she'd never seen the original series. So I had to give a little backstory explanation on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So I was in the exact same boat. Like, I gave Julia the rundown, and she was like, go ahead and watch it without me. You know, you don't have to wait for me on that one. I know that you already wait for me on a lot of shows. And I was like, okay. And then on my birthday, she was like, why don't you just watch that? I'm going to go make your birthday treat. And, you know, I can kind of listen to it in the background. And she was like getting in on the commentary. She's like, what? What's going on? So like she'd come in the other room. And she said she really enjoyed it too. So, yeah, it's a it's a decent show. Um, I really like the fact that this is a continuation of the original. Yes, it's um, not a reboot. It's not. Nope. I, I mean, I'm, you can maybe call it a revival, but yeah, because it starts right out in the opening, like you know, text like um, they basically abandoned trying to get Sam home, Doctor Sam back at home. I had to laugh out loud because the first thing that said in 1995, I'm like, yes. oh my god, that's right. That, well, that, that was, was the other thing. Future I, was 95. Yes, I had to tell kids like, well, the show actually was on in 89. That's when it debuted, mm-hmm. and they said it took place in 95. Uh-huh. So I like the continuity there, but it never actually. It ran from 89 to 93. You know, never actually made it to 1995 in, in the right. real world. Um, but yeah, I thought that was funny. So, uh, it makes it 27 years later. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're trying to get the Quantum Leap Accelerator to work as a government project of the military. It's a secret government project, and they're trying to get this to work um, for military purposes, it looks like. Yep. We really, don't get, we really don't get the whole story of, of why they're trying to bring it back. And then Ben. I have a feeling we will, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we will. It's not like it's a movie, you know, but then Ben, the, the star of the show if you will mm-hmm. uh yeah his real name is uh, raymond lee hold on sorry about that real name raymond lee played by play, he plays dr ben song him and his team are out celebrating or her their engagement or whatever they're just out not at work for a change and then he gets a text message and then he leaves and the next thing you know you see him leaping so we find out by the end of the episode that their talk that he was talking to um, um, Al Calavici's daughter, Janice. Mm. We don't see Which her. Which was but, great. Oh, yeah. We find out that they were, he was talking to her, and she apparently figured out they're, – they're trying to figure out this equation to be able to pull someone back, but – She's not on the team because they didn't let her on the team because they thought she was too close to Al and Sam for this whole story, which, which makes sense. I mean, she's one of the few people who would have a complete investment in this. Yes. Like exactly. Al was her dad. Sam was his best friend. Like, right. So we find out that Ben wasn't supposed to be the leaper. His fiance was. He's got that uh, Swiss cheese brain thing going on like Sam did. So he doesn't remember. He doesn't when, he, when we first meet him after he's left. He doesn't know who he is. Or what's going on. It takes a while for him to figure it out. 
Yep. Uh, you know, we don't have Ziggy at first, the computer, but now Ziggy was is functioning by the end. So we have the all right. We and I love how they're like, look, all we know is when Doctor Beckett went back in time, he had to change something for the better to protect the future, and for whatever reason, once he did that, he leapt. We don't know why, mm-hmm. but it happened. Um. So it's great that after all these years, they still don't understand the way that yeah. the system works. They they, they kind just, of do. They know how to make it. They know how to, to make it work, but they don't know why it works yes. that way. Now, yep. if I remember correctly, I'm going to say the imaging chamber. But like when 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 Sam Thank would you. leap in, when Sam would leap into someone's life, mm-hmm. they would then be in the future, like in the holding room or in the imaging chamber, whatever it was. Yes. And so it was his consciousness entered their body. So their consciousness yes. had to go somewhere. It went right. into his body. Right. That's the way uh, that I always understood it. So they'd be there right. and, and Al would go and talk to them. And Right. Because that's how the original was. Like when Sam, when Dr. Beckett le- leaped, it was his consciousness that leaped, not his physical body. It was still there right. in 1995. Yep. So that was, that was they did not repeat that in this though. They just pretended no. that didn't happen. But they also like th- there was a lot of exposition in this episode. There was a lot of explanation and saying, you know, uh, yeah. the little things like Ziggy is the most powerful AI in the world. Yeah. And it's doing all these simulations on what he has to do. Uh, that was great. Um, it's a pilot. So they're info dumping. I get it. Yeah. But they never talked about that. And I think that that was a, a purposeful decision i'll bet in the next couple of episodes they're going to talk about that like somebody's going to say what happens to this person like are they just on autopilot are they just pushed down and they're watching like what happens are they conscious do they black out or yeah so i think we're going to get that i think that it was too much for the first episode um so i'm very curious too that was my first question was like what's happening with the person like they explained it before um, this episode storyline is um, some sort of uh, they're gonna steal the some big the hope diamond or some big diamond. The right? hope diamond. It hope, is the hope okay. diamond. Yep. So it's it's a heist episode where it opens up where they're in the midst of a burglary and he has to be the getaway driver and I love how it, the, the vehicle is a standard. He doesn't know how to drive standard because people don't know how to drive standard today. It's yep. just the way it is. Every vehicle is <laughs> automatic. Um. But he gets away from the police, takes place in Philadelphia, and then they're going to steal the Hope Diamond. So they have this whole plan, and you know he's got to foil it, prevent his, you know, uh, someone from dying, and you know it it it, it worked out. Mm-hmm. You know it worked out just like it always did in the in the other quantum leaps. And of course he leaps out, and she comes running out of the imaging chamber. He's left. We got to use the the formula and pull him out. And, they try and there's a system failure. So we do get the the next week's episode peak sneak peek of how he's left into an uh, astronaut on a shuttle that's about to take off. And I, this was another one where I'm sure you did it with Kate, but I told Julia like they always ended the episode showing you yep. the new person that he leapt into, and he would always go, "Oh boy, oh boy. yeah." And in this case, it was, "Oh shit," and then it was cut off. Yeah. One thing that I appreciated was that since it's a Peacock original, they the language was a little bit more like it yes. felt like a more mature show. Um, I really enjoyed this, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they develop it. Uh, yep. I know Scott Bakula said that he wishes them all well, but he couldn't be part of it. I get that. 
again, the whole purpose is to find him. If they yeah. find him, then their mission's kind of over. But I think that we're also going to get more information on why the military is backing them this time, why they're trying to build out this machine. Like the first one was just Sam Beckett. He was like, hey, and he got funded by a think tank. It was out in the desert. You know, that's yeah. fine. Uh, but this time the military being involved, they probably yeah. are thinking we want to send somebody back in time to kill somebody. Right. Without knowing, you know, um, I do. I do also like the fact that. You know, and he's like, well, this guy, we, you know, we, Dr. Sam Beckett did this before and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, all right, we'll go ask him what he did. She's like, yeah, he never, he never came home. Yeah. And it's like, and he's like, that doesn't sound good. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, but I, I love the show. I'm happy it's back and I look forward to uh, watching it every week. It, it was a risk. You know, I was, I was nervous. I was hopeful, but also nervous because this was such a great show, such a formative show for me way ahead of its time. I mean, the late eighties coming up with quantum entanglement and and driving force behind the show. Uh, So I was nervous that they were going to commercialize it, uh, make it too weird, but I think that they're doing a great job. I'm glad that there's a bigger team this time instead of just Alan Sam, you know, that that always yeah. seemed a little odd to me that they was basically two people running this whole thing. Um, so I well, like seeing we, it an was entire Gucci. Team. Like we had Gucci. We had fair we enough. Did see, we did see a couple other people, but they we never delved into those characters. You know, we never really saw where like Sam's side of things. I mean, uh, right. Al's side, you know, very rarely would we see that side. It was always focused yeah. on the story building on the, uh, the Dr. Beckett side. So, yep, that is true. But, uh, the only other show I have to talk about that I can think of is Andor. I think that's the only one on my list too. I've looked yeah. through a couple of times and yeah, I, I think, did you watch all three episodes? Uh, of course I did. Of course okay. I did. And <sighs> I understand now why they dropped three episodes. Yes, they had to, I think. It was it was basically one long episode broken up into three parts. Yes. So, as a whole, I enjoyed it very much so. How about yourself? I enjoyed it very much so as well. There yes. were a number of things that they did with this that I really liked. For one thing, the, the number one, no Tatooine. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> they yeah, were on yeah. Tatooine. Yeah. This is five years before the Battle of Yavin. And there were no stormtroopers. I mean, yeah, I think it, I think obviously we'll see him at some point. Yeah, yeah, but the the main enemy here is a corporation. Yeah, and a private police force. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I really enjoy, and I'm just jumping around here because the story itself is very basic. Um, you know, Andor steal some stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's looking for his sister. We find out why later. You uh, see flashbacks of them as kids. Yeah. I love the fact this was one thing that I was going to jump into. I love the fact that when they're on his home planet and they're speaking, you never get subtitles for it. In fact, if you turn on subtitles, all it says is that they're speaking Canarian. It just says That's speaking cool. Canarian. So I love that. So you're having these whole conversations and, None of us know what's going on because I think that is the, the Canar Canarians were kind of wiped out. Like mm-hmm. they don't exist anymore. Their planet was, there was that mining accident. And yeah. It, 
they've all been scattered. Like nobody even knows what Canario was. So if it's been lost to the ages, why would we have translations for it? I kind of like that. That's very fair. Yep. It's world building. Uh, but yeah, he, he picks, he doesn't even pick a fight. He's two corporate dicks, you know, they're, they're security guards. They're yeah. drunk in a bar. He goes in to get some information about his sister. They don't like the way he looks, you know, it's, they don't like it's, that the hot girl went over to him and yeah, got to it, them. It was very much a throwback to the, uh, the bar scene and, um, most Eisley, you know, yeah. he doesn't like your face. I don't like it either. Uh, so these guys are basically like, you know, you're a dick and we don't like you. And they kind of chase him down and they're giving him shit. You know, the, being the, the theme of this is a lot more mature. Yeah. Or more adult orientated. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they basically are doing the, you know, private security thug shtick and, you know, holding him up. And he's like, I've got 300 credits in my pocket. You can have them. They're like, well, that's almost enough to pay your fine and our, our service fee. And um, then he does the reverse headbutt on one of them and wrestles the gun away from the other one. And apparently the reverse headbutt was enough to, well, I think it was the guy's head snapped off something else. And yeah, I, yeah. He died. So then his buddy is just like, look, we'll go in together. It was an accident. Uh, like his buddy is legit fearful for his life. And he's like, I'll help yeah. you make up any lie to get out of this. So I will like, we can lie this. We can lie this. Yeah. Here's all the possible stories we can do. You won't get in trouble. And Andor is just like, nope, got to kill you. And shoots him in the head. Yep. Right in the face. Yep. And they handle it very well. Like, there's not an automatic, like, everybody knows who he is. They have to piece together, like, yeah. where his ship was, where it went. Well, the other thing, too, is when, when the very eager young detective, let's just say detective, <laughs> like, they first, they point out immediately, like, that uniform looks, you know, different. And he's like, well, I had, you know, some piping put on it, and I had it tailored a little bit so it fits better, mm. and... You know, yeah. he definitely is, you know, uh, he's like a he's a glorified security officer that wants to be like a imperial general or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And basically his boss just is like, you know what? They just picked a fight with the wrong guy. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't need the crimes today. I have to go deliver crime stats. I don't need to deliver crime stats. And I have two. I have a homicide. So we're just going to say forget about it. I'm ordering you to forget about it. And the guy instead is just like, nope, I got I got to prove something. So he's basically uh, disobeying orders, going behind his commander's back, forcing people to do things uh, that they are questioning, but they don't dare not do it because Mm -hmm. that's the type of system they live in. So that's going to come back to haunt that guy at some point when his boss finds out he deliberately disobeyed him. Yep. Until Um, he gets that right hand toady who's just like, absolutely, sir, you are correct. Two of our own died in the line of duty and they must be avenged and we must go after this person. It's dereliction of duty if we don't. Well, also, the two people that died they're, they're, I mean, they're basically kind of pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. And not that they deserved it, but like. They don't deserve the. I guess the honor being bestowed upon them by the toady guy, like, you know, he's elevating their status a bit more, the sens- you know, sensationalizing what they need to do to avenge the death of these guards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyhow, I, I mean, 
I, I just I really enjoyed it. Um, I love the theme. I love I love the style. I love the look. The story was good. Definitely needed the three episodes. It was definitely more like either a, a extended episode or a, a TV a movie pilot, or if you will, or whatever. You know, we got good backstory on when he was a kid and his tribe. I'm going to call it a tribe, the people that yeah. he lived with. And then it always just befuddles me that, like, you see in Star Wars time, the kids are barefoot. Their clothes are dirty rags. They're living in, like, huts and trees and this thing and that. You know, and they have lasers and yeah. ships that fly and uh-huh. all this technology. But yet they live so opposite of the people you would think that would have the technology they do like that's true of all across all star wars practically yeah you know? and um, then we basically got the human ewoks over here with blowguns yes exactly and they're all the kids mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was wild um we met yeah. some really cool characters uh, there was some betrayal. Uh, yeah, people should really watch this. But yeah, you had some betrayal. You know, you met Bix, and she's really cool. But then her boyfriend essentially doesn't like her hanging out with Andor. Doesn't like oh, Andor. He's in jealous general. and insecure. Yep, and figures he can make some money, so he yep. calls them up, and he's like, "Hey, this is the guy you've been looking for." Because basically, the one characteristic that they have is that this person was Canarian, and. Yep. They look up Andor's record and his record, his military prison record says that he's from Phoenix. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's not correct. And so, but this guy's like, nope, I know him. He's Canarian, which he's only yeah. told like two or three people in his day. Right. Um, so they come and they look for him and, and he basically, uh, uh, Martin Selvig shows up to help him because he probably used the uh, the Space Infinity Stone to get to this area. <laughs> you like how I did that? Someone's I did. Better. I did. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this whole three episode arc really should be watched together because it yeah. is just one long episode that tells the story of how we get him to the point that he's at now, where he has a mentor who's going to take him under his wing. And he's going to teach him to be a a spy against the Empire. Um, I know that there's time jumps in this series as well. I have a feeling we're about to experience one. Like maybe a year goes by or something. And now we're going to see him having done some undercover work. That's my guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he eventually is built to the character when we met him in Rogue One. Yep. 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 Uh, I mentioned this someone. It's, it's hard to watch them build this character, and get, you know, you want to get behind him and support him. And realize, oh yeah, he, he dies. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, one of the items that he's stolen that he was trying to sell off upon didn't it look like like the the, the plate box for Darth Vader? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was basically what I understood it was was it was a clean black box type thing transponder for an imperial ship, so yeah. they could basically disguise a ship as an imperial ship. It's never been activated. Yeah. It's never been coded. Right. Um, that was how I got the impression. Um, I I love the fact that in this show there were no wizards, there were no dragons, there were no Jedi at this it point. It was it was Star Wars. It was it's Star Wars and it's their world. But you're right. There was no stormtroopers. There was no Jedi. But there was the different races, and there was that Star Wars gritty feel. And I got all tingly all over, and I loved it. There was no Tatooine, yeah. and the main character is a schlub. Like yeah. in all honesty, when we meet Cassie and Andor, 
he is a schlub. Like, yeah. yeah, he gets the drop on those two guards, but only after basically surrendering to them. Like, he is not a fucking ninja. He is not a space wizard. No. He's not the Mandalorian. He's not a one-man army. He's like, I need to run. I need to get out of here. I'm trying to sell this off so that I have the money so that I can get the hell away from here and find my sister. He's just yeah. a dude, and I like that. I like that a lot. Even when we see him in Rogue One, he's just a dude. Like, he's not, again, he's not a general. He's not a leader. He's not a magical space ninja. He's just a fucking dude. And yep. we need more of that. Star Wars has some amazing characters. They have some larger-than-life characters. But they also have these people. That's one of the reasons that Rogue One was so good, because they were all yeah. normal people. They were just great, yeah. normal people. And they were trying to do their best. This wasn't, you know, the hero of the galaxy, the the smuggler with a heart of gold who comes back and rescues you. This was just people. And I kind of like it for that. Yeah, I can get behind that. So you said you watched a movie or two, huh? Yeah, I can only think of two. Um, the first movie, I'll, well, Addison and I watched, uh, she wanted to watch a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been wanting to watch a in just a couple weeks here the the new Halloween movie comes out mm-hmm. October thirteenth Halloween ends and so I wanted to watch the two thousand eighteen Halloween and Halloween Kills anyhow before then so we watched the two thousand eighteen Halloween Addison her little game she likes to play when we watch horror movies is she likes to write down how many kills are in the movie oh nice and and then does she do hash them. marks or she actually writes down like how they died, mm. so she can rate which one was the most violent or whatever. Okay. Um, she does that thing where she yells at the TV for people being stupid, like the girl in the bathroom, who is lo- the door's locked, so Mike Myers can't get in, but he's trying to break that door in. So she gets on the floor and crawls underneath her stall to the next stall where the door is wide open, which is a very dumb move on her part. Yes. Um, and Addison calls her out on it. Like, you're an idiot. The door's open there. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, yeah. So she, uh, and then she's like, oh, which death do you think is worth him? Because he kind of kind of like beat to death. So he suffered a lot and then, you know, slowly died or her. Cause she kind of got like strangled pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really thought about which one's worse. I guess the slowly dying one. Um, yeah, so tough call. tough call, it's tough call, tough call. Yeah. Uh, the other movie I watched is something that I had seen many, many, like the title of the movie, the cover box, if you will. I've never watched it. It's a Japanese movie came out in 88. I want to say it's called evil dead trap. Interesting. Anytime I was like searching for evil dead stuff on like eBay back in the day when eBay first came a thing. Uh-huh. Um, Evil Dead Trap would always come up as part of the search. You know what I mean? Um, so it came out in 1988. It's in Japan. The synopsis is a TV show host. Nami asks her viewers to send in home movies. Uh, and she sh- kind of shows them at night on this late night, the late, late night show that she's on. That's her coverage area. She gets a snuff film that looks like it was shot at a nearby factory. So taking a camera crew out to investigate, she finds the factory deserted. And Nami and her crew, as they begin to search, they're get you know murdered one by one, 
um, until, you know, the killer's revealed, and it is interesting. Okay. So, the reporter and her boyfriend slash camera guy decide to have sex at a random time in the movie. That doesn't that make naturally sense. happens. But it's like, it's 1988, they want to get boobs on the screen, I get it. Then there's this other character that's introduced and he attacks one of the, the, like the reporters that's in the van and we see him attack her and he's strangling her and then it cuts away. And then we get, and this is, this just, then we get back to them. And at first I thought they were having sex, but then apparently it's, it's more appear that he's raping her. But like, while he's doing that, she's trying to, interview him and get him to answer questions about the, it was so awkward and like she's Weird. squirming and I'm like, how is he doing this? Like it's, I'm not encouraging people to watch a rape scene cause it's not a violent rape scene, but it's definitely rape, but it's can, it's just really like nonsensical. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a little weird. But anyways, but they use this scene to somehow further the plot of the movie as he's answering her questions. That's really bizarre. It is. It was really bizarre. Um, yeah, but it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I can say I've, I've, I've watched it now. Will I watch okay. it again? No, but I watched it. I think okay. It was on Amazon. <laughs> so Amazon, Amazon Prime, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch any movies? I watched two movies. Did Did I talk about the movie Vengeance last week? You did. Did you watch it? I did. Perfect. Go. Because <laughs> I still had it written down, so I couldn't figure out, did I write it down because I watched it last week and talked about it, or I was waiting for John to watch it? So. Nope. Nope, you were waiting for me to watch it, and uh, we watched it the other night, and uh, I will say this, 100%. percent. <laughs> yeah. um, this was a damn good movie. It was, wasn't it? I enjoyed the fuck out of this. Um, yeah. I, I was a little bit, like, some of the dialogue in there, especially, like, Ashton Kutcher's dialogue... Yeah. Uh, I really felt like that was the person that wrote this movie had commentary on society that they really wanted to get in there. Well, and so they, Novak wrote and directed it and started yeah, and, it. And he yeah. really, really had these, these thoughts that he wanted, oop, that yeah. he wanted to get out there. And so some of the dialogue was a little too elevated, especially for Michael Kelso. Um, but <laughs> it was, it, it was a really well done movie. I found myself, both of us did actually. We we found ourselves like really caring about the characters. Um, you know, when we find out the uh the little brother's name, it's like, Oh, that's so sweet, you know, she really yeah. um the the twists were good. Um everybody should watch this. Like this was a really good movie. I, I don't want to give away too much of it, but okay. the premise is that basically BJ Novak's character, it, it starts with him and his buddy and they're standing there talking. They're like having a conversation with each other at a party and answering their phones. They're getting multiple messages and they're, they're players. Like both of them have right. different girls in their phones as like, you know, Annie Texas or um, Bethany Tinder 
stuff like that. Like that's all these people are to them and they're fine with it. They're not womanizers, but they're just people who don't want to be tied down. They're like, I want flings. I want to fool around with people. I don't want a relationship. So it's not that they're serial assholes. They're just, they're upfront about it. They tell these people, they're like, no, I don't want to. So BJ Novak's character gets a call in the middle of the night. And again, this is like in the first 10 minutes um, from a guy who says your girlfriend is dead. And he's like crying. And it turns out that one of the girls that he had a few flings with uh, told her family about him as her boyfriend. And so they all think this is her boyfriend and she has died of an overdose. And they tell him that he has to come down to the funeral. Um, They believe that she was murdered. She never even touched an Advil. Yep. Yep. They say that a lot. Uh, She, they believe she was murdered, that she never would have overdosed like this. And so they want him to help get vengeance. And he's like, well, I'm a writer and I like podcasts. And so I will get this story. He's trying to get right, in with like this. He, he takes this opportunity to, to make his own hit viral podcast yep. about, you know, dead white girl. And how people <laughs> Which is like, a terrible title, but uh, I get terrible it. Terrible title, but but I liked seeing the aspect of, of him recording the podcast, doing his over, you know, narratives, recording mm-hmm. other people, how his producer kind of put it together. Like I kind of enjoyed seeing that like aspect yeah. of how it's yeah. done. I like the part where without giving away, but like he's talking about, Oh, the beautiful Texas sunset. And mm-hmm. he's trying to narrate it as part of the thing. And he's like, it, it, you know, it's just fucking gorgeous. Like, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I give it a hard sell too. Absolutely a hard sell. Um, this was really well done. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the twists were good. Um, the the story itself, and without giving anything really away, I will say this: when it came to the part where they were talking about the police, you know, the locals, yes. the sheriff, the state, and the border patrol, and they had determined that there was one area that kind of was at the intersection of all four of their jurisdictions. So I looked so at no Julie and I went, do anything about it. I said, that absolutely happens. 100%. I only spent one year in dispatch and I watched that happen a lot. Like the number of times that people would be like, are you sure that happened in Manchester? I don't know. GPS looks like it's still on the Augusta line. I think you should call the Augusta PD. Yeah. Like, I said, you know, when you see TV and movies and and cops are fighting over jurisdiction where they're like, this is my jurisdiction. Get out of here. That's not the case. Ninety nine percent of the time it's this is your jurisdiction. You deal with it. Yeah. And uh, so seeing it up here, I was like, honestly, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's absolutely brilliant what they did with it. So I'll I'll just leave it at that. Uh, But yeah, Vengeance. Great movie. Definitely check it out. Uh, what's and the other movie you watched? The other movie that I watched was was it Peacock? I think it's Peacock. Peacock original, Meet Cute. This is the one with Kaylee Cuoco and uh, Pete Davidson. Where? Oh, yeah, yeah. How was that? So it was good and not good. There were parts of this that I really liked. I liked the way that they developed the story. Um, She says the phrase, I got to come clean with you about a dozen times in the movie. And it's cool because the story keeps evolving. It's almost like a bottle episode of a show. Like there are basically three actors in this. There's uh, Pete Davidson, there's Kaylee Cuoco, and there is June, the woman at the nail salon. 
and even she has a, a like a much minor much more minor part you know there's there's the guy that runs the restaurant that they go to there's a few other things here and there but for the most part it's just these people and um so is it so, is it worth watching yes but not a hard sell this is it's not a eh, it's okay it was good until it wasn't like there were parts of it that I really liked and most of it I really liked, but there were certain parts when I was like, no, I don't like this. Or like by the time it ended, it was like they could have done a lot more. There were a number of paths that they started to walk down, but they never fully realized. It's a good date night movie. Um, honestly, it is, it is worth a watch. Mm-hmm. I won't watch it again. And not out of disgust or anything like that. I've seen it. I've seen what it does. I'm like, okay, that's good. Uh, But I was just, it wasn't bad. I was disappointed. I thought they could have done a lot more. Like if they turned this into a series, maybe that could have been cool. Uh, But yeah, I I would suggest that you should check it out. Um, Yeah. (sighs) News and trailers. News and trailers. Not a whole lot. No, no. Uh, I sent you a trailer for Let the Right One In, version 7,623. Yeah, there's been so many of this. I mean, it's a vampire story about a, a, a child vampire and of the friend, and it looks like they aged him up a little bit. This time it's on Showtime, so neither one of us yeah. will get it, neither one of us will watch it, and that's okay. I have Showtime through Paramount. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. And okay. this is actually, it's it's a TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of a they're movie, they're gonna drag out the story. <laughs> so the the movie's yeah. been done like five or six times. So now they're yeah, gonna the movie's drag been it done out into a time. series. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it yeah, yeah. I don't know. You sent, you sent I, me I've the trailer the for Hellraiser. Yeah, I mean, it was a teaser. Is a teaser supposed to be? But I don't care. I'm gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff coming in October. As typical with Halloween, well, with October, it's horror movie series season, so mm-hmm. we're getting a bunch of good horror stuff this month or yeah. next month. Midnight Club. That based on a Christopher Pike book. Um, mm. Same same guy that did uh, Haunting a Hill House, Bly Manor, Midnight Mass. You know, this is this year's series season. Uh, the book was about a, a bunch of kids that lived or teenagers that lived in a hospice home. They're all dying mm-hmm. from different types of cancer or whatever disease they had that was killing them. And they would get together, you know, at midnight and tell ghost stories. Yep. That was the, that's the plot. That's the premise of the movie. I mean, of the book and of, and of the TV series. And of course there's some twisty stuff going on. And because they're all sick and dying, like literally the, any of the characters could die at any time. Mm-hmm. So no one's safe, if you will, because they're in hospice care. Fair enough. So, I mean, if, that, if that's not depressing enough, bad stuff happens. So, but I'm excited for it because I was a Christopher Pike fan growing up. I read 50 of his books or whatever it was. Like I, I didn't really read R.L. Stein. I read Christopher Pike. So gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Judge Ryan Holden, John Ashton, and, and Paul Reiser and, and Bronson Pinchot are all back from the new <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop movie. So I'm I was most excited for Bronson Pinchot. I was like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. He, he was such a bit part in it, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, knock at the cabin. That was a trailer you sent me. Uh, you, you were talking about how we get all the spooky stuff in October. Well, this comes out in February. Yeah. Um, but we got the trailer in October. Yeah. M night Shyamalan. It's, I mean, the guy can't do normal. Like he, everything has to have some kind of weird twist to it. Um, this one just seems, I don't know. Like it's a girl and her two fathers that go to a cabin and then these people break in and Dave Batista is one of them. They all look like normal dudes except I mean, Dave Batista's huge, but you know, he's yeah. wearing like a button up golf shirt and, uh, you know, glasses. So, you know, he's respectable. Yeah. And they basically say that they have a mission to prevent the apocalypse and that the girl is going to have to make the hardest decision of her life. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's based on a book. You told out. me that old was good though. So, Actually, I did enjoy old. I thought that was I thought that was very well done. Why? Okay, I don't want to. It keeps wanting me to like, react. What do you mean? The, the Skype does. It wants. Oh, you want to react with a emoji? What? There you go. You, 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 there you go. Gave you a thumbs up, so it'll stop bothering me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So M Night Shyamalan. Oh, I did. Old think is old on was HBO good. Max. So I can watch it. Old is. Yeah. Yep. You can. I sent you the trailer for Terror Train, a Tubi original remake of the original Terror Train with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Yep. I'm interested. I mean, yep. I don't think that I have Tubi, though. Is it is it a free one? or? It's a free one. It's a free one okay. you download. So I'm, I'm guessing there's commercials during it. That's the downside. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not terrible. Right. Uh, right now I have the most basic peacock and so I get commercials, you know, sometimes like oh. with a movie, they'll be like, watch these commercials and then you can enjoy your movie ad free. And you know, it's like three minutes worth of commercials. I don't care. And then with TV shows, I get like commercials bumped in throughout it. I don't really yeah. care. Um, you sent me the th- devil's hour. Yeah. Peter Capaldi as a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> serial uh, killer? executive producer steven moffat uh-huh yeah so it's gonna be six this, episodes coming out on the doctor Amazon goes Prime. bad i guess <laughs> i don't know it um, looks great it looks great time travel alternate realities um yeah, yeah. It, oh yeah yeah it looks really good <laughs> um let's see do, 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 do. that was season four teaser trailer okay so we basically got the entire cast. Um, yeah. Joe is now a professor over across the pond in Britain. Yep. Uh, I already hate most of the characters that I saw on there. Yep. Um, they just, just based on their names and the way that they were presenting to the camera, I was like, Oh, I'm going to hate you. I'm going to hate you, which is great <laughs> because like last season, I ended up loving that power couple that I hated in the beginning. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's you. It comes out uh, right before Valentine's Day next year. And uh, <laughs> Julia's like, do you think we could like take some time off and just binge the whole thing? I was like, I think we could do that. Yes. Um, you sent me some sad news. 
Not as sad as it could have been, but basically James Earl Jones is retiring from voice acting. And in what is sure to be an upset for a lot of fanboys out there, he is passing the torch to artificial intelligence. He wants AI to do Darth Vader's voice from now on, not somebody else. Well, he's 91, so he's 91, so there's that. But his voice is still iconic. Absolutely. And the reality is, it's voice acting. He can do it from his house. Yeah. But yes, they're just going to take everything he's done in the past and, you know, which that'll work. They'll make it work. Um, I'm not worried about it. His voice is so iconic and it's been in so many things between the lion King and this, uh, all the movies that he's been in, like there's no way that they can't make a perfect AI replica of it. And the fact that he's giving that AI his blessing, you know, yes, there are probably countless people out there who can do an impression of James Earl Jones and would do a really good job with it. But yeah, now we never have to worry about it sounding a little bit off or the inflection being it's just, it's going to be AI. So I'm okay with that. It's kind of fitting where it was Darth Vader, you know, who was more machine than man. Uh, yeah, no, that is kind of fitting. I saw that, uh, Allison Borderland comes back on December 22nd, 2022. I saw a thing today that was a teaser trailer for it. And I went, you know what? I don't need to see it. I'm going to watch the show. It's oh, yeah. Be- no. Yeah. Like, there's there's a few of those where it's like, y- you've already sold me. Like, I watched the first season. I loved it. The fact that it's coming back, I don't need to know more. Like, this thing for you, I saw none of the footage of the show. I just saw that these are the characters that are in it. I don't need yeah. to see another trailer. And there probably will be multiple trailers that show, like, footage and stuff like that. I don't need to see them. Yeah. Yeah. I sent you the trailer for The Watcher. Yeah, Ryan Murphy. Events. Yeah, Ryan Murphy. Um, Blumhouse. Yep. It's uh, about a family that buys uh, this home in New Jersey, and they get a letter that the watcher is watching them, and they're kind of terrorized. And uh, yeah. They don't know who it is, but this is based on real events. Uh, yep. And basically, it was really fucked up. And this person said that they were always they i've always watched this house it is my calling and now that you're here you're also my calling and yeah or obsession rather uh yeah looks fucked up and it looks like it's gonna be fun yeah it was um it's interesting because <laughs> i mean it's based on a book and it didn't happen all that long ago i mean it 2014 mm-hmm. um i think is when it took place and it took the couple, well, well, I'm not going to ruin anything, I guess, but it's just really creepy that it's based on actual events. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we got a full on, I know what they said that it's a teaser, but we got a full trailer for the last of us on HBO. Yeah. What'd you think of that? You, you're more, you're more into. I'm definitely into it. Um, I definitely think that yeah. it looks closer to the show than I expected. Um, it's still a little off, but that's okay. The clicker really did it for me. Um, the clicker looked so accurate and so creepy and the noise that it was making granted, they have all the sound effects from the game so they could just use that. It's not like they did any big stretch of the imagination, but, uh, yeah, that looked as creepy and, um, 
freaky as I expected it to. So I'm I'm hopeful. I think it's going to be good. You think I it's think gonna it's going to hold true to the video game for you. It looks like it. I can already see that they've introduced a couple new characters at least. Um, and they'll probably introduce some new cities, but here's the thing. When you played the game, like you'd play a section of it and then there would be a time jump and it was always one season, you know, it wasn't like yeah. years, but it would be like suddenly autumn and then you would do some stuff and then there'd be a time jump and it'd be like winter. And so there was stuff that was happening. These people basically traveled from Boston to Washington state on foot. So, you know, it's going to take a while anyway. I think that's how far it was. Maybe it was Chicago to Washington. Anyway, there w- it was a long trek across the United States. Um, so there's bound to be stuff in there that never showed up in the games. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So there's, there's a few key things that really... It, it looks like they're already handling the infection correctly. Um I'll be interested to see with Ellie. Um, I don't want to give away too much stuff because it's kind of like you with uh, the watcher. You know, I don't want to sit here and talk about all the plot points of the game because then it kind of ruins it for people. But um, yeah, I'll be interested. I'm feeling good about it. I sent it to my buddy, John, who's also a big fan of the games. And he was like, what do you think? And I was like, I think I have hope for it. And he said, yeah, I think I do too. So I think it's in good hands. As somebody who's never played the games, were you interested in the trailer? Yeah, I thought the trailer looked good. I mean, I'm kind of familiar, if you will, with some of the backstory. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I thought the trailer looked good. I thought it'd be interesting. I'll at least give it a shot. Cool. You got any news or anything? Uh, the only other one that I thought was very interesting, um, just because it crosses all boundaries of movies and entertainment and wrestling, is uh, John Cena just got a Guinness World Record for the most oh. Make-A-Wish wishes granted. Yeah, 650. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, no one has done more than 500 except him. No one's done more than 200, I mean, except him. And he's got 650, which, so like, they could have given him the record at 201, for instance. Yeah. But, you know, he's done 650, and he's not stopping. That's that's cool. I like that. Yeah, he's like the most requested person. He never Mm -hmm. says no. If his schedule doesn't work, he tries to make it work. But then he also does things like... Like when the Ukrainian war started and you had that family that that fled from Ukraine and their autistic son, um, his mom told him they were going to the Netherlands or whatever it was because they're trying to find John Cena. And that's how she got him to go and not fight or whatever. We're going to go find John Cena and everything. Mm -hmm. And word got out about that. And John Cena found out about it. So John Cena went to the Netherlands (laughs) to meet the kid. You know what I mean? Like. That's pretty damn cool. I mean, that is like, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, I'm that's not pretty the damn cool. I'm not the wrestling fan. You are obviously no, uh, no one um, really is. I do remember when he first was on the scene, I used to look at him and yeah. be like, what a prick, what a, what a loser. You know, this is just, he hypes up the crowd and he's got this, Oh, you can't see me. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, this guy does nothing for me. Uh, when he started acting, I was like, okay, this guy's got some chops. Like I yeah. liked some of his roles. I liked his humor. Uh, 
fast forward to now, I love him as peacemaker. I love him in general as a person. Like he's, it's kind of like the rock, you know, he's just a really cool guy. He's a really nice guy. And then hearing stuff like that right there, you know, he's a decent human being. And I think that the reason that he's so requested is not just because, you know, Oh, I love him. It's because they know that he's going to be cool about it. He's going to be a nice guy. He's going to show up. He's going to do stuff with them. Um, that speaks a lot too. Yeah. So it yeah, it certainly does. It I, speaks I, volumes as to actually who he is. Yeah. So I, I saw that and I was like, that's really fucking decent. You know? Yeah. I liked it. Yep. Yeah, I did as well. I think that's about it though for news stories. I think that's pretty much a podcast. I think that is the podcast. I think it is. I'm on Twitter. Yeah. I'm I'm Superstar Mel. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. That's the show. We'll talk to you next week.